Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. This wife said to her husband, I am through, not through with you, but I'm through with you giving me all these useless gifts. She said, if you buy me one more useless gift, I'm going to burn it. He said, okay. So he got her a candle. (laughs) But really, we're coming in. (laughs) We're coming into gift giving season. We're coming into gift giving season. It's called the holiday season. And and it, it kind of culminates in Christmas, which is when we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And, and there are a lot of gifts that are going to be exchanged as a tradition in America and many other countries to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. It's funny, it's the only birthday party where everybody gifts, gets a gift, except for the birthday boy. I mean, everyone gives gifts to everybody else, but it's a gift-giving season. And so kind of looking to that, God, I was praying today, God, what do you want me to preach today? What do you want me to share today? And I believe that when you come to the house of God, that God has a message for you. It's tailor-made for you. Have you ever bought a suit that was tailor-made for somebody else? Doesn't fit. They call that going to the thrift store. You put the suit on and the pants are too tight, the, the, the legs are too long or too short, the sleeves are too short on the jacket. Why? Because it's for somebody else. But then you get a tailor-made suit of clothes and you put it on, it fits just right. And I believe that when God has a message for you, he gives it to the preacher, but he really wants you to have a message that's made just for you. And so this morning I'd like to preach on the thought of a message, gift instructions. Gift instructions. Well, you're going to be receiving gifts. You need to have some instructions, right? Usually there are some instructions with, say, preacher, I don't need any instructions for gifts. I know what to do with gifts. Well, you know, a lot of us, we might know what to do with the physical gift. But do we always know what to do with the spiritual gift? So physical gifts, it makes a lot of sense. And that's why I'm going to relate that to physical gifts. But, but spiritually... Sometimes it's a little counterintuitive. You're like, I don't know if this applies to a spiritual gift. The Bible says in our Bible reading to the church, talking about the gift of God. See, God's a gift giver. The Bible said that when Jesus rose from the dead, he gave gifts to men. It's God's prerogative to give. The Bible said in the most important One of the most important scriptures is John chapter 3 and verse 16. It says, for God so loved the world. What did he do? He gave. God is a giver by his very personality. So to introduce someone to God, 
Say, oh, preacher, you just talked about paying tithe and I don't have money to pay tithe. No, I'm not talking about telling you to give money to God. I'm introducing you to the giver. And when you introduce someone to the gift of God, you'll find out when you get hooked up to Jesus, God gives more than you do. And I've found out by serving God, God will give us more than we could ever give to Him. And if I can introduce someone to Jesus, which was what I'm working to do, I want to give you some instructions. God's going to give you a gift. All you have to do is I'm going to give you some instructions on how to use this gift. First thing, the Bible said, for by grace, that's the love and the the kindness of God, are ye saved or delivered through the operation of trusting God, having faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. When someone gives you a gift, what is the first thing that you do? And this really makes a lot of sense. When someone gives you something, You receive it. Does that make sense? (laughs) Of course, preacher. What other way would that be? The Bible says in John chapter 20, Jesus had risen from the dead. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, his disciples, after he had taken a mint, right? He breathed on them and saith unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And he was telling them this because a lot of times when we receive a physical gift, what do we naturally do? We put our hands out. Someone hands you a gift that's got the bow and everything and the nice, the nice uh, you know, uh, uh, ribbons around it. You should see me wrap a gift. It looks like it fell, a grenade blew up, and it's just like, it's not, it's not beautiful, right? <laughs> But the first thing you, that many people do when God reaches out with gifts is they don't, they don't open their hands up. God's like, hey, I've got a gift. I've got a gift of salvation. I've got the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they kind of do this. It's like, I don't know about that. I don't know about the salvation thing. I don't know about the Holy Ghost thing. What do you mean speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance? But you see, when God offers us a gift, the first thing that we need to do is realize, wait a second. God's got something for me. What I need to do is I need to open my heart. I need to open my heart, the arms, if, if my spiritual arms, and say, God, that's not for somebody else. That's for me. You know, a lot of times we hear something in church like, wow, that is really for the person behind me. That is really for my wife. Man, my wife needs to listen to that. Man, my husband needs to listen to that. But when God has something for us, ought it not be for a gift? Say, God, that's for me. I need that joy. I need that peace. I need that instruction. God, I need that strength in my life. You see, it's the gift of God that wants to do something in our life. What we first need to do is say, God, it's for me. So, so how do you know it's for you? Well, the Bible says 500 times unto you. 400 times unto thee. 113 times for you. You see, well, the Bible is a personal invitation to a God that wants to give something to you. The Bible says in 1 Peter, it says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. God cares for you. And so 
how do I know that the gift's for me? Have you ever looked under the Christmas tree? A lot of people have a tradition of having a tree and having a bunch of gifts under the tree. Well, how, well it's, 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 it's common sense, right? You, there's a tag on the present, right? And it says to, and it's got your name on it, right? And then it says from, and it's got the name of the giver. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. The gift of God, if you're one of anybody, the gift of God is for you. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God's gift isn't just for one person or another person, but God's gift of salvation is for everybody. The Bible said, whosoever. You know what that means? Whoever, anybody. You ever been picked for a team before? Like in school? Like you go out like, we want him. And then we want him. And I think I remember being on a, on a field years ago. And there were like three of us left. And they, they looked. One of the captains of the team said, we don't care. You can have all those guys. <laughs> they were basically saying that we didn't mean or mean anything. We weren't, ex- we weren't special. But you know what? I'm thankful that if you're just a, a whoever, say, preacher, I'm one of the leftovers. Well, the gift of God is for you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a gift. You know, it's interesting. My wife did something. Now, I love my wife. I'm just going to tell on her. She probably knows what I'm going to say. Because, you see, the second thing you do with the gift is you receive it, you take it. But the second thing, you, you've got to make sure it's for you first, right? And then you open it, right? That's what you do with the gift, right? Well, I had this idea when I was growing up that I would open the, prison, the presents before Christmas Day. Did anyone try that? When you're a little kid, I guess the kids, well, Trish is a little older, so I can tell, but you know. Because they would leave the gifts unattended at the tree. And so when mom and dad weren't there, I would gently try to undo the tape, and that wouldn't work, right? So you'd have to put it back, because you didn't want the parents to know. And then you would maybe just try to see where you could surreptitiously make a little bit of a hole in the present. I wasn't going to play with it. I just wanted to see what it was. It was for me. I was going to get it certain, at a certain time. I'm just going to just do a little preview, right? For like a movie preview. You're not supposed to do that, right? So my wife got this idea. So she switched all of the names on the gifts. My, 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 my parents were coming, I think, right? Your parents were coming. That's well, some years ago. So she had a key, a legend, that would show what gifts belong. And she switched all the names. So if it said your name, it wasn't for you. And if it said someone else's name, it might be for you. But the thing is, she did that all for me. Because she didn't want someone opening the gifts early. Well, I thought about that. And and really, I don't want to, you know, 
say that my wife is the enemy, okay? But just know what I'm saying. You know, a lot of times I believe that God has a gift for you, but the enemy has scrambled the names. And, and you see this gift of forgiveness or a gift of salvation say, oh, I read it, but it doesn't have my name on it. But you know what? There's an enemy out there, and he will switch the name of your gifts. And my wife's not the enemy, okay? My wife was doing it for a good reason. But there's, there's people that, you know what? You don't deserve peace. You don't deserve a good marriage. You know that I'm thankful that when God gave us a gift, it wasn't because of myself. It wasn't because of the work that I would do. It was a gift that came from God. Sometimes I believe maybe even we scramble. You say, you know what? I see that this tag says for me, it really can't be for me. I'm no good. I'll just put someone else's name on my gift. Well, you know what? We can change the names, but the name on the gift doesn't necessarily mean that that's who it's for. It's for you from God because God said so. And I believe that what we need to do is see that there's a gift from us for us from God and we need to realize, wait a second, could it be that God does want something from me? That God does want to give me a new life? That God does want me to enjoy the blessings of God? Maybe I can receive it. Because you see that when God gives a gift, He doesn't make any mistakes. God wants you to be what he wants you to be. And the only way he can do that is to help you. And he can only do that by giving you something you don't deserve. You ever gotten a gift and you say, I don't deserve this? You know what? You don't. But it's a gift. Now, I remember some years ago, I think we'll, we'll pick on another sister, Sister Marlena. So we, 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 we were doing something for, for, it was years ago. It was something small. And, and uh, we were we're working to give her something little, and I don't remember what it was, but it was years ago. And uh, I said, sister, this is for you, or I don't know what it was, it's so long ago. And she said, oh no, 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 that's okay, that's okay, no, no, no. And so being the nice pastor that I am, I said, why, are you proud? She kind of, you know, a lot of us, we're, we're very self-sufficient, but when it comes to spiritual things, brethren, to receive a gift, it takes a little humility. To get saved, it takes a little humility. And so she received the gift. Now, that's not the funny part. <laughs> Some years later, she did something for us. And again, I don't know. Christians do things for one another. I don't remember what it was. So years later, she did something or offered us something. And I said, no, 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 no. Same answer, right? You know what she said? Now, you don't have to come up and say this to your pastor. She goes, she said, sir, why are you proud? And I was like, ooh. <laughs> So I took it. I don't remember what it was. Say, well, brethren, I'm just sharing that with God. Why, are you proud? So I don't need that. I'm good. I can do it myself. You know what? I can't do it myself. I need God. There's a song said, I can't even walk without, hold, without you holding my hand. I need God in church. I need God out of church. I need God's blessing and when I'm working. I need God's blessing when I'm in my marriage. I need God's blessing when I'm going to church. I need God's blessing when I'm driving. Why are you proud, God? If I'm proud, let me not be proud. God, let me humble myself in the sight of the Lord. And you know what God said? He'll begin to lift you up when you receive the gift of God. So, you know, sometimes it takes some humility to say, well, God, could it be me that I need some instruction in my marriage? You know what? Sometimes you get some instruction that you're not ready for. 
From unlikely sources. Someone's going to get some pizza for the kids, so. I remember my wife and I were having a disagreement and she said, let's just go for a walk. Let's just go for a walk. And I said, I don't want to go for a walk, you know, because I know everything. I'm the man, right? And the guy on the radio said, the guy on the radio, there was not a gremlin in my car. There was a little, he said, why don't you take your wife for a walk? And I was like, no way. No way. And we still did it. Why? Probably a little proud. <laughs> but you know what? I'm thankful that when God offers you something, you can open your arms and say, God, I don't know everything. God, but I'm open to change. You say, well, God, I'm not really ready to change, but I'm, I'm willing to have my mind change, God, if you'll open my heart. God, I'm willing to receive the gift. Open your, open, hold your hands up. The second thing is open it. When you receive a gift... Open it. When you find out it's yours, you know, the devil lies to you and say, well, healing's not for you. You deserve that. You know what? Gifts aren't what you deserve. Gifts are just something. See, gifts aren't reckoned of debt. If you work for the boss man, he's not giving you a gift at the end of the week or every two weeks or every month. He's giving you the wages that you earned. It's not a gift. It's, it might be seemingly a thank you for your hard work, but you uh, don't work there for charity. You work there for a reciprocation of your effort. But it's not like that with God. The Bible said if we work for something, the wages of sin is what? Death. Is death. If you say, well, preacher, I work hard doing it myself and living my life and doing the best I can. Well, the outcome, you earned it, is a place away from God. But it said the gift of God. In Christ, it's eternal life. The gift of God in Christ Jesus. We don't earn it, but God just wants to give it to us. And what we need to do when we receive a gift is open it. You know, sometimes as a Christian, have you ever wrapped a gift up to make it look like something that it's not? So that I think we gave, didn't we give a gift to someone and you wrapped it like 14 times or something like that? And you know, sometimes we can get something from God and it's like, what's this? It doesn't look like anything that I want. I mean, I don't even know what it is. But you know that a lot of times it's not going to be something that we think we need until we open it. A lot of times that preacher, I can't even know, I don't even know what this is supposed to do in my life. Have you ever gone through something in your life and you're like, God, what is this about? And God said, just open it. Just open it. My car broke down. Just open it. <laughs> my, 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 I got sick. Just open it. I'm not saying sickness is a gift of God, but sometimes that's just seemingly like the name tag. But you know what? We need to open the gift and see what the real gift is. The Bible said that Paul went through a, through a time in his life and uh, the Bible said, Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. What a gift, huh? <laughs> the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Actually, God was working on his pride, okay? For this thing I besought the Lord thrice or three times that it might depart from me. And the Bible said, and he said unto me, what? My 
grace is sufficient for thee. You know, if God gives you his grace, the Bible says that grace is the kindness of God. So a preacher, I don't want this thing. Well, that's not the gift. The gift was not the messenger of Satan to buffet him. Jesus gave Paul a gift and Paul prayed and Paul found out the name of the gift was the grace of God. You know that sometimes we don't realize it, but we're going through something and God's trying to use a highlighter and say, I'm giving you something that other people don't have to get through this situation. And it's the grace, the kindness of Almighty God. You know what Paul realized? He goes, well, he said, Jesus said, my strength is made perfect or mature in weakness. You know what Paul said? Okay. He changed his attitude. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. He said, I want God's power. The Bible says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. Now, that's not the gift. What's the gift? The grace of God. In reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses. I mean, that's hard to do, isn't it? When you go through something, say, praise God. My, my, my gas tank is pointing east, right? Toward the E. Well, praise God. He said, but for Christ's sake. He said, for when I am weak, then I am strong. He saw it, yet not, yet not I. But that grace of God that's in me, yet not I, but the power of God that's in me. You see the grace of God that Jesus said, I will never leave you when I will never forsake you. So sometimes Christians, when we face something, you're like, preacher, where's the gift in that? Open it up and find the grace of God. The one that said he would never leave you, never forsake you. He can take you through the storm. He can keep you in the storm. And God can keep you after the storm. God's grace is enough. It's a gift if we open it. So preacher, I don't see it. You know that a lot of times we don't see the blessing until we get through it and say, wow, without God, I wouldn't have made it. Without the grace of God, I wouldn't be here. But the grace of God is sufficient. It's enough to keep us. See, a lot of gifts that God gives us, when we open the gift, we realize, oh, it's not what I thought. I thought it was this. Everything that God does for us is a gift. Even paying our tithe. And I said I would say something about that. It's not for the benefit of the preacher. Now it does benefit the word, the house of God. The Bible said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there might be meat in my house. That, that the lights will be on. That the AC will be on. That the preacher can eat food. Right? <laughs> Pay his escalated rent. Right. Pay his escalated gas. Amen. All these other things. But... But that he said, prove me herewith, saith the Lord. See, tithe is a gift. It is 10% of what you make. It goes in that envelope. And if a preacher doesn't tell you about that, he's keeping a gift from you. He said that I will not do what? Open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room to receive it. I believe if you pay your tithe, that is the greatest financial security that yes. you can have. Yes. Because although the economy goes up and down, well, what about inflation? But you see, God has an economy. You see, he said, I'm going to open the windows of what? 
Not the Federal Reserve, not the oil reserve, but the windows of heaven. And he said, I'll pour you out a, a blessing. I got a gift for you. And the Bible said, you don't even have room to receive it. Man, I remember my wife when she got saved, she said, I couldn't pay tithe. It was hard to pay tithe on all of the blessings that just came my way. I didn't have money. But it had a lot of blessings. And you know what? She's still here today. But I'm thankful the Bible doesn't stop there. The Bible says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. What's the devourer? Well, back then they would have a lot of their money in crops, right? And what would attack crops? Animals, pestilence, uh, famine. If you're a farmer, you know all about that. And that's what God said. I'll rebuke the things that would encroach upon your wealth. God said that. That's the second thing. You know what the third thing is? He said, all nations, they'll call you blessed. They'll look at you and say, man, someone blessed you. You know what? Is the gift of God. When you open God's gift, God's gift keeps on giving to us. The Bible says that when God gives us, you know, have you ever gotten something like Legos? It comes with a book, right? It's an instruction book on how to build your Legos. And you've got to read that instruction book. You know, God gives us the word of God. That the gift of God has instructions with it. And I was showing my daughter when she was building this Lego set. You've got to make the, the, the thing that you're building. You've got to orient that thing to make it look the same as it looks in the instruction book. You know, it's the same thing with the word of God. We've got to orient our life to match up with what the Word of God says. So if we're going this way and the Word of God presents it this way, we've got to turn around to make sure we match up with the Word of God. You ever play that game? The game where you turn all the cards over and you pick one card up? Memory. And you've got to find the matching card, right? You pick the other card up, and if it matches, you get to pick both cards up. If it doesn't match, you have to put the cards back over. You know, when we pick up the Word of God and flip it over, and it says, hey, love your neighbor. And then we pick up our life, and it said, hey, I loved my neighbor. You get to pick that up. You know, when we orient our life towards the Word of God, you know, uh, one man said, if you can't say amen to it, you might not have even experienced it. But when you, when you understand that that's a blessing for my life and you've opened it up, the last thing with the gift, first of all, you receive it. Second of all, you open it up. Man, I want to open up some of those pizzas. That smells good. <laughs> the third thing is with the gift. And I hope you use it. Use it. Someone said, my three-year-old son opened his birthday gift from his grandmother. He discovered a water gun, a water pistol. So this three-year-old squealed with delight and headed to the nearest sink, right? That's what kids do. The mother said, I was not so pleased. I turned to mom, which is the grandma, and said, I'm surprised at you. Don't you remember how we kids used to drive you crazy with water guns? And the grandma smiled and said, oh, I remember. You know, little kids, when they get a gift, that's the first thing they want to do. They will stop opening other gifts because they want to try that gift. 
You know, I believe that the disciples, and I'm getting ready to, to have a time of prayer, but the disciples, they saw Jesus pray and things happened. And you know what the disciples said? They didn't say, Lord, teach me how to preach. They didn't say, Lord, teach us how to read our Bible. Why? Because you can learn how to preach. You can read your Bible. You know what the disciples said? They said, Lord, teach us to pray. We want to know how to use this power of God. Teach us to pray. That was a sincere question from the disciples. He said, as John also taught his disciples. You see, all the blessings of God come through faith. And all of the blessings of God come through faith in asking Jesus. Why? Because he's the gift giver. He's the one that gives the gift. And all we need to do, we need to come to him and ask him. It says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, it said, ask. That's what prayer is. Ask. And you shall receive. It says, seek. And you shall find. Then the Bible says, don't stop. Knock. And it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, everyone that asketh, receive it. Some years ago, there was a minister here named Reverend Brooks. Some of you might remember him. And he was at a music store looking, uh, not music like tapes, right? He was at a music store where they sold guitars and different things. And they said they were having a raffle or, you know, like a drawing. But it was free. You just put your name in. So he wrote his name down and he stuck it in there. And then he waited around a little bit. It was for a brand new Fender guitar, brand new electric guitar. He waited a little bit. He's like, I- I'm going to leave. And he was on the way out. And one of the people in the store said, sir, don't you want to wait? We're having this drawing pretty soon. And he said, okay, I'll wait. So then they drew a name out of the box and they announced the winner, Terrence Brooks. That was his name. And he went and he showed us his new guitar after he got back. And one thing he said, but he kind of smiled and he said, he said, I cheated. I prayed. (laughs) But he won. So preacher, God doesn't work like that. He absolutely does. And he had the guitar to prove it. But you know what? I have salvation to prove it. I have the Holy Ghost to prove it. I've got the blessings of God in my life to prove it. And when you use God's gifts, it's by not only receiving that it's a possibility, but it's opening it by faith and saying, God, let me just see what this thing really is. And sometimes we're brought through different things and say, God, I don't know if I want this gift. It might not seem good now, but if it's from God, it's going to work out. For all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. God's got a gift that you're going to really want in your life. But the last thing with heads bowed and eyes closed and nobody looking around, the thing of God's gifts is, brethren, if we can receive them and open them, they're no good sitting on a shelf. They're no good being a collectible that we say, well, I got saved when I was 12 or or I got baptized when I was 13. Well, those are good things. But what about this week? What about this week? Have you been using the gift of God? Have you been using the grace of God? Have you been using the joy of the Lord? 
The Bible says it's our strength. Have you cheated? Now it's not cheating. It's not cheating to pray. He said I was exercising an unfair advantage. Well, you know what? It's fair to pray. It's not fair to the devil. It's not fair to circumstances. But God wants you to ask. Use the gift. The Bible says, for you're saved by grace through faith. And not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Will you be open to receive? Say, oh, preacher, I don't know if God, I know he can. I don't know if God wants to. I know he wants to. Will you open it? Say, oh, it doesn't look like something I need, but you open it. It's for you. It's what you need. And it's from God, tailor-made for you. And would you use it? Start with a prayer. Start with asking God. And just be open with God. And let God bless you. Let God do something in answering your prayer. Let's find a place to pray. These altars are open. An altar is just a meeting place with God. Would you say, well, God, you know what? Would he answer my prayer? He would if you ask him. Say, well, he deliver me from that. He will if you ask him. Because he's a savior. He's a deliverer. And by his blood, he covers over every sin, every mistake, every accident, everything that we really regret in our life. And I'm going to take the, the shame of sin and the guilt of sin and it'll make you a new creature in Christ. If you ask, because you see it's the gift of God, will you ask him and let him do what only he can do and make all things new? Those are gift instructions. Receive. Open it up. And ask. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God will fill you this morning. You need to get healed. God can heal you this morning. It's the children's bread. Ask. It's a gift. You don't deserve it. But it's a gift. We don't deserve gifts. We open gifts. We receive gifts. And use the gift. It's for you this morning.
long as you like god bless you is our prayer next week we have our fellowship be mindful bring something bring an appetite if you can't bring something but also this week we ask that you bring something what that you bring the gifts that god bless you with and you not only receive them but you know god can give you the greatest peace this week that you've ever imagined even in the middle of a storm give you the greatest joy that you've ever imagined, even in the midst of everything going on around you. And God can give you the greatest blessings if we'll receive them, if we'll open them, and brethren, if you'll simply ask and use them. And I believe that you can have an awesome week in God using the gifts of God that are for you. And Lord, we ask, let's, let's dismiss in prayer that God, that we would be open to your gifts. God, that we would realize that, God, you really have things labeled for us. And that we would read with our hearts the name in the word of God that's assigned to us. And that we would accept that gift in our life. And then we put it to use by faith through prayer in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. God bless you.